0: Welcome to the Femi Pod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from, and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen, and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. the Femipod episode number 99. I am here of course with my bestie Esty and today we're going to dive into validation and how that can affect your confidence. But before we go there,
1: Est, how are you? Very good, thank you Lids. Yeah, just had a great couple of days up in Auckland with Lids. Been a bit of a roller coaster of a week which we can go through (laughs) in more depth soon but uh, yeah like just Diving back into twenty twenty four head on works pretty full on. Uh, we've had a bit of stress on us, but aside from that, running is going pretty well. I feel like my fitness is getting there. I have decided to enter a couple of races, so I'm going to do the Auckland Waterfront Front Half in April. It's meant to be relatively fast and flat, so I will, yeah, hopefully run an all right time and yeah apart from that I'm going to do the Rotorua 10k but just building my base now so I'm doing a lot of um like 45 to 60 minute steady runs so they're kind of like I don't know they're actually quite hard because you're pushing a little bit but it's for an extended period of time whereas like a tempo or a workout or something it's like shorter generally and you might have rest weaved into the workout as well so yeah i'm finding them challenging and good and hopefully my time start to improve over time and yeah just build a base build up for that and can't wait to do it and then Rotorua with all the femi queens if anyone if anyone is on the fence about it sign up because lids and i are going to be there the femi team will be there and yeah we can't wait to see all your faces and see you smashing your run um but yeah I'm pretty good to be fair what about you Liz?
0: Yeah um we actually haven't really announced it but you will hear it here
1: first oh. that
0: Femi is in partnership with the Rotorua Marathon this year we will be the leading training partner for the woman at the Rotorua Marathon across all of the distances so we will be there in full force which oh. is so exciting uh, and I'll be running the marathon which I'm so looking forward to like I I don't know. I feel like both you and I just like really struggled with our motivation to not only train but to sign up to races last year. And we've spoken about this before, just like the lack of racing that we did last year. But I like am actually really genuinely excited to do a marathon build, and also because the a marathon is quite hilly, it won't be like a normal marathon build for me. I feel I'll be running like a lot more hills and be focusing a lot more on my strength versus on my speed, Uh, and. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. We went and did a long run together, Esther and I, with a group up in Odewa, um in north of Auckland in the weekend. And it was like a really tough, long 26K run across some big hills. And I really miss running on those New Zealand hills. I have been obviously in Aussie for quite a long time and definitely up in Queensland, there are some hills, but I, there's just something about New Zealand back streets and you're running up these like grunty hills where you just like, grit your teeth and do it without wimping out. I just, no offense to my Malb's friends or anyone living in Malms, but you definitely get used to running on the flat a lot in Melbourne. Um, and then hills become somewhat terrifying to you because you just don't, you're not used to running up hills. But um, I really loved that run in the weekend we did and really excited to run Rotorua in May. So yeah, things are good. Training has been pretty good. I've had a relatively consistent month of training. I, at the start of the month, actually spoke about, like, not setting goals of, like, running every single day, but I'm really proud to say that I have been able to get through January really consistently and got out there every day and really listened to my body and uh, have been doing what's right for my body each day, but um, the K's have been consistent, so that's cool. I definitely have still been struggling with a few niggles. Esther and I are both kind of on the struggle street with our Achilles, feel like so many people are struggling with achilles issues at the moment uh, which is a bit annoying but yeah uh in the gym doing what we can and sometimes not running actually makes it worse for me personally so um I try to like get some blood flow in there
1: throughout the day and that has helped a lot so uh I find that too like I think last week I took a day off to see if it would like help and then next day it was worse yeah (laughs) but then when I keep running it does seem to get better. I think maybe just like what I did yesterday, for example, was it was a bit tender. So I just ran five Ks, you know? So it's just like yeah. still keeping it moving but not um pushing pushing it. Yeah. 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 I think that has helped too. Yeah. And sometimes like
0: steering it up, like running on hills and stuff, it sounds kind of stupid to do. But for me, everyone is different. So don't take this as guidance for you. But for me, sometimes like pushing it a little bit, steering it up a little bit, actually like makes more blood flow to come to the area and like allow it to heal. Um, yeah, I felt that both with my hammy tendon and my Achilles, but everyone is different.
1: <laughs> it's interesting you say that because I have a friend who, uh her name's Kerry White shout out if you're listening she's a queen runner from Tauranga but she had a fair bit of Achilles issues as well and then she just started doing Papamoa Hill mm-hmm. which is like this monster hill um and then it went away so yeah. who knows we're not giving advice don't go and run heaps of hills thinking that it will get better yeah. Seek advice from a physio. but yeah if it works for you it works for you um
0: but yeah
1: yeah if you beer. um
0: Also, if you listen to our episode that we did a couple of weeks ago with our physio, Grace Coombs, she also spoke a lot about the different running injuries. So if you missed that one, go back and listen to it. Um, We'll put it into our show notes. But that was also really helpful around injuries. But that's not what we had to talk about (laughs) today. Um, Yeah, I think other than training, like work's been pretty hectic over the last few weeks. We kind of came into 2024 like, all guns blazing, really excited to just like progress and keep moving forwards with Femi and the community, and obviously the app. If you're not on the app, download Femi in the app store, free to download. Right now, we'll put that also in the show notes, and we can go into the progress that we're making there, which has been so cool to see so many of you getting involved in. um But you know, just just growing the company and coming to some hurdles has been like pretty difficult over the last couple of weeks. So. For those who don't know, we are very much in the world of startups and uh, fundraising and finding investors to come on board and help us like fund the growth of the company in the last couple of weeks has been a bit challenging from, I guess, many regards, but one being that there was a, I guess, some controversy in the startup world with a male founded company, uh, based over in New York, but originally from New Zealand, raising $10 million capital to build their company over in New York. The issue being that they're building a female community or a community for the girls or a girls club is what they called it. Uh, and it's obviously all led by men. Um, so there's been quite a few questions um, raised and eyebrows raised around that. And I think for me and Esther, we just found it incredibly frustrating and really Really difficult to swallow the news because we are trying to build a community for women that we know is going to benefit women in so many different ways, not just bringing women together, but obviously, you know, helping them with their physical fitness, their health, their mental health. There's so many problems that we're trying to solve by building Femi, and then to see men just come along and swoop in and get all this money. Uh, without any lived experience, any knowledge of the problem, any relationship or connection to the problem, just incredibly frustrating, um, especially because we're struggling to raise money. So yeah, that's been a challenge.
1: Bit of a slap in the face. And I think, yeah, it just blows my mind that a company like that, who, you know, we talk to investors all the time and they, they can see that we know the problem deeply because we've both lived it. Yeah, And that's part of the reason that investors back us. Um, but we've also had you know, pushback sometimes about the problem. Like, is it big enough? Is the market big enough? And I think, well, here's a bunch of dudes with no experience uh, in trying to find friendships as a woman in a big city like New York, going to solve that problem. And I just think it blows my mind that, they can get money for that and companies, you know, like Femi, and there was there was a lot of other companies commenting on the post that have actually you know, created communities in New York founded by women trying to solve the exact same problem who aren't able to get the funding. And for those of you listening, only 2% of funding from venture capitalists, which is a basically a big pool of money um, which investors invest into startup companies or companies that are a bit further along. And that money is used to like fuel growth within that company, but only two percent of that goes to female founder companies. So ninety eight percent is going to fellas, uh, including you know this company we're talking about now. Um, And there's women out there battling away that just can't get the help they need for awesome ideas, and it's um, yeah really frustrating. Liz and I have talked about the reasons why, and Liz also wrote an amazing letter on LinkedIn. If anyone wants to check it out, we'll, we'll pop it in the show notes, but. It was an open letter to investors just explaining the issues at hand and, and why this um this funding going into this company has been a real sort of slap in the face for a company like Femi and, and both leads and myself. But yeah, it's crazy. Like the there's been a lot of research into it, especially by women as to why this disparity still exists. Um and it's basically VCs are predominantly men. So the amount of men that men and Liz have pitched to is, is crazy versus women. Um, we're lucky enough to be working with a, a female-founded uh, VC at the moment and absolutely love them. They understand, you know, our challenges as well as what we're trying to solve. But, yeah, basically women are not believed as much as men. Um, they're asked for more intense metrics. So, like, Basically, the numbers that women have to get to even compete with men is, is a lot higher. Um, we need to show more traction than men. And yeah, the expectations put upon women is much higher than men, which, again, blows my mind because there's been studies into women-founded companies who perform and outperform male-founded companies. And we're not saying men aren't good at business, but we are saying that women are just as good, if not better. So why would you not invest in female-founded companies? Um, It's the same as women's sport, right? Like we've had conversations about it. There's a massive opportunity for for investment and um, people to back women's sport and it's still going too slowly. And yeah, we know the growth is there and it's going to be one of the biggest industries probably growing in 2024 and
0: beyond. Yeah. It's just so frustrating because I feel like we could all just sit here and turn a blind eye to it and men can continue to get the money to grow business and it's just so hard to imagine the world and say in another 10 years, because this money that's going into these startups. These are the companies that are probably going to be running the world in the future. You know, like, it's not just like a little thing of like, Oh cute. This little wee company is just getting some money to run their business. Like it's serious capital that is creating business that is setting up the systems of the world that we live in. And if that doesn't change, nothing is going to change for women and marginalized groups. And, you know, for a lot of the time that Esther and I have been in the startup space and especially over the last couple of weeks, of course, it comes into our mind that we should just quit and give up because it's so hard. Like it's incredibly difficult what we're doing right now. And there's so many times where we think definitely goes through my head, you know, why don't we just like kind of roll over and just allow the world to continue the way it is because being a woman can be challenging. But Thankfully, we are more resilient than that. And we're so driven to make this change. And we know how important this change is, because it's not just for us. And it's not just for Femi. And it's not just for women runners. It is so far beyond that. It's literally trying to change the way the world is set up and the systems that are in place right now to benefit men ahead of anyone else. Uh, So We are so driven. Uh, I'm incredibly proud of us. I was saying to S this morning, like I just love how, you know, we get put in these tough situations and it only makes us tougher and it's fucking hard, (laughs) but I'm so proud of like how far we've been able to come. And yeah, I want to say grateful for the opportunities that are put in place, but we're also constantly being told to like, what's the word, like know our worth, you know, like people are lucky to also be on the journey with us. Um, and we know the opportunity we're creating for many other people too. So uh,
1: we've got to accept that. But this yeah, is true. I could even understand. I could even see just then how much you struggled to say that. Yeah. And it's like, it is true. And and when we say like, lucky to come on this journey with us, we mean people that, you know, are backing Femi and putting money behind it, not the community. Like we we freaking love you guys. And like Femi wouldn't exist without, without you. Um, you guys but, are Femi. <laughs> yeah, you are Femi. It's just like, yeah, people who are, Investing and backing Femi financially, you know, it is. I we believe it is like a huge opportunity. But yeah, I could see how much that was hard for me. So we keep we keep believing it, <laughs> building our confidence. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that is what we're here to chat about today. uh Not so much business, but it's cool to just get you all up to speed with where at where we are at because we know how passionate everyone that listens to the the podcast, everyone who's in our community and supports Femi is also passionate about breaking down gender equality barriers. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do across multiple industries. So confidence, we want to chat about validation and how understanding your body can lead to feeling validated, which can lead to an increase in confidence. And it's something that both Esther and I have very much felt over the last five to 10 years, probably more so in the last five years. Learning about our bodies and our female physiology in particular, and then being able to bring that tool into Femi and, and pass that knowledge on to other women. And it's something that I think a lot of us either are just like subconsciously unaware of or just haven't kind of allowed ourselves to pick apart how we can build our confidence in ourselves. But for me in particular, like it really was learning about my body uh, and learning about my female sex hormones that led to this feeling of like uh, Oprah Winfrey calls it an aha moment it's just like everything just made sense you know like um, understanding why I felt particular ways on different days and and accepting that that was like completely fine it's just this like validation point that I could just say to myself like that is cool that is normal everyone else is going through that don't get caught up in it like keep going um, which heavily impacted my confidence and that validation, I really believe can, the, well, I think the most powerful validation comes from yourself. Uh, and you can only get to that point with like education and learning about yourself. I think other people can tell you things, but well, I don't know, for me in particular, like unless I fully understand it and fully believe it, I probably won't really uh, take that advice or guidance from others. So it's just like so powerful to learn it yourself and like really really accept your body and where you're at so yeah I I don't know I think it's something that we wanted to dive into and obviously Femi's here to like kind of help you guys help you all on that path
1: yeah exactly and like that's why we've always had such a strong stance at Femi about like education being part of what we drive and in the app you're You'll see it in on our Instagram and when we do podcasts, you know, we bring in experts in this space and we want to empower women through education because yeah, we could easily just chuck out some programs and be like, go run this. But there's actual reasoning behind it. And it's like based off education and the research that's out there. And both Liz and I have experienced the impact that it has and We've had pushbacks from people being like there's just not enough evidence that training to your menstrual cycle works um okay then cool we've had 500 women one-to-one coached who have improved performance and their confidence has doubled in themselves because of feeling empowered in their bodies and a lot of that does come back to that validation that we're talking about today like these women are hearing from their coaches or in the instance of the app now you know reading and understanding Um, about their bodies and the impact that their hormones can have on how they feel and they're feeling validated because for years we're sort of just you know hushed up about our periods we've never spoken about the pain that it could cause us or you know women with endometriosis or hormonal disorders are ignored and told just to have Panadol and that is the opposite of validation like it is um, belittling to have your pain and what you're going through be ignored so i think i think that's just a massive part of why femi has impacted women so greatly and like let said herself and myself as well like i'm so much nicer to myself now because i understand my body like i go through fluctuations throughout the month of feeling really really strong or some days i'm like couldn't quite hit that workout but you know i know in another week i'll be back and i'll be flying and it's just I think so many women would, you know, potentially not hit a workout, not hit the times and then just feel shit about themselves, spend the day stressed that they didn't hit the times that, you know, is my fitness decreasing? I'm I'm not worthy of, um, you know, calling myself a runner. Like literally these have been thoughts that have gone through my head and I know lives would have been the same. Um, but by understanding what's going on internally and having, you know, medical experts, explaining this and you know everything in Femi the app is is checked off and brought to you by the medical experts on our team so there's nothing in there that we know isn't factual Um, and that's been one of the biggest things that we've heard back from our incredible woman using the app is that they feel validated they I think one of them was saying (laughs) and I'm going to quote her a little bit here but she said the app makes her feel like Um, it's saying hey girl you know what it's okay to pull back today and it's okay if you feel tired Um, because this and this is happening in your body Um, it's only temporary and you'll be back Um, so yeah I just think it's it is so validating to understand what's happening in your body and there's reasons for you feeling the way that you feel Um, so ultimately your confidence is built because you're not you're not bringing yourself down when things don't go your way Um, and there's so much more education behind behind um, yeah the way that you're feeling Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's really important to acknowledge like patience and like the journey that you have to go on to get to that point of like validation and being able to feel that impact in your confidence because I think you know for me it took me years to kind of get there Uh, and the thing that you can do today is definitely like go and learn about yourselves and you can Do that in the FEMI app. This is just like a shameless plug for the FEMI app, obviously, but (laughs) you can definitely learn about yourself in the Femi app. But if it isn't there, go and like read a book. There's so many amazing, incredible books that can teach you about your body. Um, we've done so many episodes with our medical team around female physiology. That is the stuff that you can do today, which ultimately will lead you to a place of feeling validated, but it's not like you can just flick a switch and you're all of a sudden going to feel so much better in your body and so much more confident in yourself it is definitely a journey very much like building running it's takes time it's take it takes patience you have to just like be consistent with your learning or with your training to get to that point where you see progress but take it from us like it will come and once you get to that point you just won't look back either and you'll just start to I don't know uh, stop questioning yourself and you'll start to except yeah where your body is right now. And I felt for me, I just started like celebrating myself more and started celebrating my wins more. And before I had all this knowledge around my female physiology, the only time I would celebrate myself really is if I ran a PB and that was it. And now, even just getting through particular training sessions at different times of my cycle, I'm so proud of myself for just achieving that, you know, and it's because I understand everything else that's going on that's impacting that end result. And that's just been so powerful. It's It really has led me to a place of feeling pretty confident in my body. Like I definitely have days where I struggle um, with the way that I look. And I think that's totally normal because I've been through a journey to even get to this place. But just the way that my body performs, I'm so confident in what it can do. And just like taking everything into account is the best way to make progress in a really like healthy and sustainable way. But like the idea of, looking at a partic- particular way has been something that's like been ingrained in me since
1: I was pretty young and something for b- both Esther and I still struggle with all the time of course yeah and I think that goes back to like the education piece eh? like me and you back then we didn't understand the power of like fueling our bodies and and the importance of having a menstrual cycle now we do we've been able to overcome those thoughts like Liv said, we still have them we still I still look at myself in the mirror sometimes and think I don't look like a runner. And then I snap back and I say, well, I am a runner and I understand that I need to fuel my body um, to perform as a runner and do well um, after sessions and recover. So it it all comes back to education. Like the more educated you are about the importance of fueling your cycle, what goes on inside your body, the more validated you'll feel because your performance will most likely get better. Um, from everyone we've worked with it's gotten better and and then you'll be able to see actually this is the way forward for me this is how I should be treating my body this is how I should be fueling my body um, so then your confidence grows it's like this beautiful um, journey that we've both been on and and I know a lot of femi queens are also on that journey with us um, so yeah It's exciting, right? Like there's so much room for women to grow. Um, Mm. There's just that massive lack of education and research, which has impacted us for so long. Um, But the tides are changing slowly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's funny because I look back at myself in my early 20s and this goes back to what I was saying earlier around like, you have to go through it to believe it and understand it yourself to then make the changes and see that, gain that validation and see the confidence grow because in my early twenties, I, I think I saw a different dietitian, maybe like three times between the age of 20, 25, because I was like struggling with body image issues and being told constantly to lose weight. So I went and saw some dietitians and I'm pretty sure every single one of them told me that I needed to eat more. Mm. And then I was getting told by my coach that I needed to eat less. Yeah. And so I thought I knew my body. Like I really remember saying, oh, these dietitians and nutritionists don't know what they're talking about. Like what, that doesn't make sense. If I eat more, I'm just going to like put on weight. And now I look back, you know, and I had to hit rock bottom to get to the where I am now. Like I had to get to a point where I couldn't run at all. And I lost my period and my health fell apart because I wasn't eating properly. And now I look back and I'm like, I really should have listened to those nutritionists and those dietitians. but it's not my fault because I was also being told that I was too big and that I needed to lose weight and that I should eat less by people that I fully respected. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I went through all of that, those health issues that I actually started to like, learn about my body and how much I needed to eat through my own journey like I took those steps to learn that myself then I started to increase my fuel and honestly within months I felt 10 times better I was running way better and my body just felt like it was functioning like it should have Mm. for the like past 10 years but it wasn't able to because I just wasn't giving it the energy and I'm like fuck I really wish I um yeah I really wish I had listened to those dietitians every like I could have completely changed my performances um and
1: wait, my you did though
0: what I did. did I got there had. I got there yeah uh, and that's why we're here like educating people because we also want to guide you on that journey in your own way and allow you to make those changes so that you're not suffering the way we're suffering and not go through
1: the the shit that we went through yeah exactly like that's what why we're so pa- we're passionate about all women but like I we both have a massive passion for like young girls and helping them because like if we can catch them in those ages before they form those beliefs about themselves and you know eat less to be skinnier like those sort of mindsets and thoughts um that we both had that's like that will impact their entire lives and I know that we are impacting people's lives but I want to catch I want to catch those young queens before they do what we did um and just understand Understand so much more about fueling in their bodies, and like, yeah, there's such a missed opportunity. Like, I just can't imagine how many young girls dropped out of sport um because of similar experiences to Liz and I, and maybe they never got back into it, and they don't, they don't really do exercise now, and it's so, it's really sad. Um, yeah, and yeah. yeah, we need to change it. Definitely, I feel like we're going on a bit of a tangent,
0: but yeah, no, um, we could talk. We're just about so it. passionate about this space, <laughs> and. About allowing women to understand themselves, to then you know gain the confidence in themselves, and then you know take their confidence into all areas of their lives, not just into their running performances. Um, which without ourselves, we definitely would not be here running a company, growing a startup, if it weren't for our experiences as athletes. Um, so we do have to thank sport for everything. But I definitely would go back and change some <laughs> of my beliefs for sure yep. if I could yeah so
1: yeah I think uh I think
0: that is it for today
1: yeah I just want to flag Rotorua marathon again like if you're on the fence or if you're considering doing it um or you want to enter a race jump on the Femi app and sign up for a program um yeah we'll be speaking about it a bit more this week through social channels and We want to see a big bunch of Femi Queens there with us. Um, Yes, We can't wait to race
0: with you. We have a very exciting journey coming up. So keep your eyes peeled on our socials if you want to be part of that journey. Heading towards Rotorua Marathon, even if you can't make it to the race, you could come on the journey with us too. So stay tuned on that but next week it will be our 100th episode which is very exciting so come back for that one uh but in the meantime if you want to get in touch with us you can head to our instagram at femi.co or head to our website femi.co or you can slide into either Esther or i's instagram dms we're always willing to chat but thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week thank you